pickaxe. All of us have the experience of feeling like we need someone or something for us to be happy. We feel strongly that we can't be happy without it. So what do we do if we can't have it? What do we do when the world can't be controlled like a game? Welcome to Mindfulness for Gamers. Hello my friend, I hope you're happy, I hope you're peaceful. It's your old pal Sean. If you're enjoying the podcast, then I would invite you to become a supporter of the show on Patreon. The link is in the description. There's lots of exclusive content there. Please do check it out. Many things got me through the early days of the pandemic. Watching The Office for the third time, staring out the window, Ben and Jerry's. But after growing tired of staring out the window, I got a wheezy old Xbox 360 and a few games. One of those was Skyrim, Game of the Year in 2011 and re-released several times by Bethesda as they squeezed the bejesus out of it. I remember getting started and thinking as my character woke up in a wagon, this is very grey and brown for a video game. I was used to the Technicolor worlds of Zelda or Pokemon and I sat bored on the sofa, waiting for my turn with the Axeman and feeling pretty indifferent about it, until a dragon the size of a monster truck landed on Helgen Keep. Now we're talking, and I was absolutely hooked, probably the greatest ever beginning to a video game, and if you disagree, tell me I'm wrong in the comments. Skyrim is a legendary game. It turned shouting into a mechanic, allowing you to hilariously shout giants off the side of mountains, It created dynamic crafting systems so you can forge an epic wooden sword with the power to fend off an army of Forsworn, and produced a huge open world filled with adventures. But Skyrim is a game that, for someone as easily distracted as I am, impossible to make progress in. Every walk down the road introduces you to a new character, a new quest, a new hole in the ground. And if there's a hole in the ground, why not jump in and see what's in there? Ah, because it's full of vampires and I'm dead. Fair enough. There's an endless cast of well-written NPCs who want to tell you their life story. I used to be an adventurer like you, then I took an arrow in the knee. Given the frequency of that line, there must be a particularly accurate archer with a grudge against knees running around Skyrim. There's also Lydia, of course, your house carl, friend and carrier of heavy trinkets. But my favourite character is Cicero, your friendly neighbourhood maniac dressed in a jester costume. When you meet him, Cicero's wagon has a broken wheel and he wants you to help him fix it so he can transport his box of mystery to Dawnstar. None of the locals want to help him though, as to be fair, he's a creepy clown whispering into a wooden crate. Cicero is pretty highly strung, very much in a Gollum, my precious kind of a way, and his entire happiness is very much dependent on getting whatever's in the mystery box to a new sanctuary. He's obsessed, and he gets pretty stroppy if you don't help him. Cicero's attachment to the mystery box and the contents of the mystery box forms a key part of the Dark Brotherhood storyline, one of the best in the game. Now this is an extreme and weird example, but believe it or not, we do the same thing as Cicero, We make our happiness dependent on something outside of ourselves. It might be someone we have feelings towards. It could be exam results. It might be our custom build with more lights than a Christmas tree. 
We all have that one thing that if we don't get it, or if we lose it, our happiness is gone. We all have our own mystery box, albeit hopefully with different contents to Cicero's. In the practice of mindfulness, we call that dependency attachment. Attachment is the clinging or grasping onto things or experiences which can lead to suffering. When we become attached to our possessions, relationships, beliefs, whatever, we create expectations and desires which can lead to disappointment, frustration, unhappiness and anger. When we say that we're attached to something, it means that we are attaching our happiness to it. In that way, our happiness becomes dependent on something outside of ourselves, which ironically leads us to be unhappy. To be truly happy and truly free, we want our happiness to be dependent on nothing but our own joy in being alive, our own breath, our own body, our own mind, our connection to the world. So you might think of attachment as our inability to accept reality, or in Cicero's case, a complete detachment from it. When we don't get what we want, we can sometimes find it hard to face the facts. Kind of like telling a baby that they can't have dessert before dinner. You can explain and explain, but the baby's not going to listen, and you're probably going to end up covered in pureed carrots. Our mind is a bit like that, baby. We know consciously that we can't always have what we want. We know consciously that nothing is permanent, and our loved ones can't be around forever but it doesn't stop our mind from grasping, bargaining, desiring and reaching for an alternative reality that doesn't exist. So what can we do to let go of our attachments and put ourselves on the path of happiness again? Firstly, practice with being present with your current experience and observe your thoughts and emotions. We're going to be covering how to deal with thoughts and difficult emotions in future episodes, But to avoid being swept away by our attachments, it's critical to carve out a little time every day to practice mindfulness so we're more in touch with our mind. Find a time, maybe first thing in the morning or lunchtime, whatever it is, make that your daily space for meditation. Second, notice when you're grasping for happiness outside of yourself, when you're craving or desiring something. There's nothing terrible about wanting something, but when you can't be happy without it, that's attachment. And I bet you know what that is for you. What really helps to identify your attachments is being alert for the word should. When we say should, we're struggling to accept reality and we're trying to control what's outside of our power. That person should have done X. I should be better at Y. My car shouldn't be at the bottom of Z. That's your neon sign saying attachment here. Third, see everything as impermanent. Your possessions, your relationships, even yourself. Nothing stays the same. We frequently find change hard to accept, but recognising impermanence helps us to let go. And finally, map out your attachments. Take all of the things in your life that you think you need to be happy and write them down in a list. Once you know what you're attached to, you can look deeply into them, you can see their impermanence, and then let them go. That's what we're going to do now in the guided meditation. So feel free to pause the podcast and write down three things that you're attached to. I'm going to list mine in the guided meditation, which you can either follow or substitute for yours. We'll just take a couple of breaths 
before we begin to allow ourselves to allow those attachments to surface. So I'll start with three sounds of the bell and a settling in introduction. So if you want to make yourself comfortable in a seated position, then we can begin. We're going to start by applying our beginner's mind to your posture. So I would invite you to imagine that you have a thread attached to the crown of your head and it's gently pulling you upwards into an upright position, your spine like a stack of coins, your heart raised upwards and outwards, your hands comfortably in your lap, and just allowing a gentle smile to emerge in your face as we enjoy the stability of our posture. Then expanding that spotlight of awareness to your entire body, noticing where you feel warm or cold. Noticing where you feel tense or relaxed. Becoming aware of the sensation of the clothes against your skin. And the points of contact between your body and the chair and the floor. And shifting that spotlight of awareness to your thoughts and feelings. And as we go through the guided meditation, just noticing each thought as it arises. That might be an anxious thought about tomorrow. Could be a happy thought about today. Or a sad thought about yesterday. Just sitting with each thought for a moment allowing it to leave and gently and without judgment bringing your attention back to your breath.
And finally, focusing your awareness in the breath, noticing that column of air between your nose and your diaphragm. Noticing how the air feels cooler on the way in. Warmer on the way out. Breathing in, I know I am breathing in. Breathing out, I know I am breathing out. In, out. Breathing in, I see my attachments to my relationships. Breathing out, I accept the impermanence of my relationships. Attachment to relationships, impermanence.
breathing in. I see my attachment to how people perceive me. Breathing out. I accept the impermanence of how people perceive me. Attachment to perception. Impermanence. Breathing in, I see my attachment to my beliefs. Breathing out, I accept the impermanence of my beliefs. Attachment to beliefs, impermanence.
breathing in, I see my attachments as impermanent. Breathing out, I release, I let go. Attachments as impermanent, releasing. As we reach the end of the guided meditation, just taking a moment or two to notice any changes in your body, any areas of relaxation, any areas of tension and stretching those if you need to. Noticing any changes in your mind and if you feel a sense of calm or peace, then I would invite you to carry that through the rest of your day. And finally, opening your eyes and returning your awareness to the room that you're in. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please uh, consider subscribing and supporting me on Patreon, where you can access exclusive episodes. If you'd like more content, then you can listen to my other podcast, Mindfulness for Beginners, available on all good podcast platforms, and many of the bad ones too. The link for both is in the description. And may be happy, may be peaceful, and may your adventures be joyful. Slana will you, and I'll see you next time.